sometimes you just feel tired, feel weak, and when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up, but you gotta search within you, try to find that inner strength, and just pull that shit out of you, and get that motivation to not give up, and not be a quitter, no matter how bad you want to just fall flat on your face, so I collapse, I'm spilling these raps, as long as you feel them to the day that I drop, you'll never that is right. You're listening now to another live edition of Drop the Gloves here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Thank y'all for listening. And we are broadcasting live here in de- beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia on 9th and Broadway. And I just, I, I really don't understand the weather. And I don't want to be that guy or that girl that always, you know, calls Georgia weather bipolar and sound basic. I'm not going to be that person. But That's what you did last week. I know, but still, though, it doesn't make any sense to me. It is close to 45, 50 degrees right now. And I just last week was wearing short sleeve shirts when I'm calling my umpiring game. I feel like I'm getting a tan out there. And now I'm having to wear long sleeves, hoodies, hoodies underneath all that equipment that I wear to do umpire Little League games. That's ridiculous, Wendell. You know it is. You know it is. And you're wearing shorts right now. Yeah, you're only cold if you think you're cold. (laughs) And uh, while I'm saying this, and I'm about to be on Facebook Live uh, you're wearing shorts and your Fenway Park Boston shirt, which I feel like is a bit disrespectful, uh, considering the fact that you're a huge Cubs fan. So why not wear, you like know, Wrigley park. park? I like the park. That's fine though. What's wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it because I've been to Fenway too. Uh, my senior year for uh, my senior trip, where I wanted to go, was the baseball and basketball Hall of Fames. You know, they're they're next to each other. Springfield's like two hours away from Boston, and then uh, Cooperstown's two hours away from Boston. So right. we stayed in Boston. So I actually went to. Uh, Fenway Park and toured it and got to see Big Poppy too because uh, it was actually during the season. Cool. He was hitting warm-ups. Yeah. When you actually liked baseball. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. I was enjoying baseball. I enjoyed watching the Braves and then I started, you know, have an intellectual part of myself. <laughs> intellectual. I can't sit there and watch this boring baseball game. Yeah. I need some type. For smart people. I mean. It's for smart people. Okay. <laughs> it, it's almost like a chess match but without any and, and this is just me. I may be, I'm a meathead when it comes to liking my sports. You're right. In every aspect of my life, I feel like I am an overthinker that loves to be intellectual and and sometimes to the point to my own detriment, it may be a problem, but I do like being that way. But when it comes to sports, I want to see highlights. So I want to see the best athletes. And I'm sorry, the best athletes play in basketball and football. And you know this too. They just happen to believe in like flat earth and stuff like that. Is it because he left LeBron, your boy? Uh, no, yeah, it is. Enough. It is. It is. That's why you always come at Kyrie's <laughs> neck every time on the show, because he left your boy. Um, we're starting NBA playoffs this week. We also have a new member. Hopefully, she'll join the show, uh, show named Audrey. Thank you for joining us. I'll turn your mic on here in a minute. Um, but after we talk NBA playoffs, I want to get into uh, a mentor of Wendell Barfield. Um, it, it, it's up there. With, it's Bill Simmons. And then Jim Rome. And we're about to get into some Jim Rome. Uh, like, Romies, okay? Like, I swear. Uh, unbelievable. I, I, I really can't believe he talks this way and that he calls himself the king and that he gets paid by CBS Sports. North of $50 like million. Dollars. $50 million. You just said I talk like him? Yeah, when you get mad. <laughs> so, I stop, yeah, so I stop every sentence. So I'm like... <laughs> Unbelievable LeBron. And you pause. James. Yeah, there you go. Right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into Jim Rome. Uh, then I want to ask a question that I was listening to Dan Labertard show earlier today. 
Your mentor. Uh, yeah. I will take complete ownership of that. That's when I graduate from here from CSU and I get a program of my own, there's no doubt I'm going the route of Dan Levertard, which is non-typical sports show that is really not even a sports show. It's just a show of them having fun, and that's all I want to do. Be entertaining. Stick sports. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're saying? Telling Dan? Yeah. No, Come on, man. Okay. Don't do that. You're the Mike Golick and Trey Wingo <laughs> type of guy, aren't you? No. I could not listen to two seconds. Of- <laughs> true. I couldn't listen to two seconds. Of- yeah, Trey Wingo and Mike Golick. Anyway, we're going to ask the question, is it the media's fault or is it Belichick, Popovich, and Saban's fault uh, with their uh, – How's the what's the word I want to look for? Bipolar relationship because there's ups and downs to it all over the place between the media and those three coaches who dominate their sport. Um, and then we're going to get into the Braves baseball. I don't know what happened this past weekend, but Wendell loved it. And I know he likes talking crap to a bunch of his Braves friends that live around this area. There's a bunch of them because I know you're in the minority when it comes to Cubs fans. Isn't that right? I got kicked out of the Braves group chat. My friends, they put me in, and then I said, let's go, and they kicked me out immediately <laughs> as soon as they blew the lead. It's were they fun. talking junk, though, the whole time? I didn't say anything, and they weren't saying anything, and then I said, or they were saying stuff. They're like, we're kicking their butt, you know, or whatever, and I said, let's go, after, like, we went, took the lead or whatever. And that's all I said was just, let's go. No exclamation points or anything, and then they kicked me out. Uh, so I guess we'll start off guess with guess that before play. we get into NBA playoffs, because I'm trying to type this here, so I, I need you to... Uh... I'm trying to talk about some of the Braves. Yeah, I'm trying to throw it on to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, trying to give it. you a transition to the Braves. So keep going with that. Okay, so basically, I mean. Three-game series, three, lost two well, out of three. Well, the game today got postponed just, oh, because, yeah. just because of the uh, weather. The weather up there yesterday, you mean? No, today. They played yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And today, actually. Actually, postponed today for the Cubs as well. Wow. Um, But, yeah, basically just three-game series with the Cubs-Braves. The Cubs, uh, Braves coming in hot. Cubs aren't hitting well still. And like I said uh, last week, pretty much just the Braves uh, – struggling with their bullpen and or not I mean, they were going to end up struggling with their bullpen and that showed blowing a 10 to 2 lead uh late in the game they just had some guys that couldn't really get outs and couldn't throw strikes at the beginning maybe because it was 30 degrees outside with the wind chill of like almost 20 degrees outside it was like a 15 mile an hour wind uh but yeah it was just kind of weird to see how the Braves blew that and they couldn't throw strikes I guess like I said it was just because of the cold weather and uh the Cubs just kind of strung some hits together which they weren't really hitting well that to that that day and haven't been really hitting well the entire week. Uh, they've only really had a few breakout games this year when they've scored over really three runs and won the game. They've lost a bunch of games, one to nothing, two nothing. They even lost to the Braves four nothing. They got shut out the first game. Uh, but that's pretty much. I mean, other than that, there's nothing else to recap for the Braves other than their bullpen struggles like usual and their pitching staff struggles as well. Um, make sure to call in at seven zero six five zero seven eight six one seven. We are talking Braves baseball, NBA playoffs, Popovich, Saban, and Belichick, and then we're going to get to our rookie of the year, coach of the year, and slugfest. And then we got the Stephen A. Smith unmitigated golf of the week. Um, you're going to like this one, Wendell. And oh, but here's my thing with the the Braves. If your expectation again. Is 500 baseball for the entire season? Which my friends are you, gotta play all for If them, you if you think that have that expectation, you would expect something like this to happen. If you know the strengths and weaknesses of the team, like you do, and like you've told me what they are, so I'm I'm going off of what you say because again, I considered you a baseball expert. Um, I, I this that that doesn't bother me then. An eight and six in the first 14 games. You I mean 
I think that's pretty decent. Do you not think so? I think so too. Just just because how far they're the way they're hitting the ball, and I think their bullpen will struggle. But also, like I said, it, they'll have their ups and downs, and I think they could make a playoff push at the end for a wild card spot. But I think the NL this year is just too strong, especially with like a team like Colorado or Arizona, uh, like those two teams. They made the wild card last year just because how good they are, and they actually have an established bullpen and pitching staff, unlike the Braves who have a young pitching staff and have a shaky bullpen. But, I mean, they can go out and uh, sign and trade guys that they want during the trade deadline uh, area area of the season. Uh, But other than that, I mean, it's just right now they're going to have to win games by hitting the baseball. I think I got the Facebook Live now. You need to get this, like, going before the show. I know. Because we we waste – we got nine minutes in right now, so we have 21 minutes left. That's nine minutes of of prime radio that I think the listeners are missing out on. But – the way I I have it in my mind is that it's it's, it's similar to Dan Levertard. Like he has a local hour, then the national audience doesn't hear for the first, well, and then he sense. has three hours of his own without this first nine minutes radio own only listeners who dedicate themselves to listen at eighty eight point five right now. We appreciate you. Uh, did you go to Rent a Pop? I did not. No, I did not. Unreal, bro. Unreal. We're Couldn't on make fa- it. I had too much my studies going on. <laughs> oh, studies. Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook Live right now. Join us in. If you're on Facebook Live and you hear us, uh, you can check us out on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Immediately following the show, it will be on iTunes. Search WCUG, and you'll find the Drop the Gloves um, pot- podcast on there, just similar with uh, WCUG on, what is it called? What's the other place that you find podcasts? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And that, now on iTunes. Wow, you really helped me out. I appreciate you, bro. You should know this. <laughs> We've been doing this for so long. I know. As, as much as I promote stuff, I've, I'm doing a terrible job right now. Um, but we are talking NBA playoffs. We're transitioning from the Braves to NBA playoffs right now. Um, I know everybody wants to overreact to the 18-point beatdown that just happened yesterday by Victor Olandipo, Damana Sabonis. And anybody said that that trade – I. It, I agree with uh, Jeff and Gundy. There's always got to be a winner and a loser in every outcome of everything we do in life, and especially in sports. Anything that deals with sports, it has to be an outcome of a winner and a loser. In this aspect of this trade, Oladipo is averaging 23 a game this year. Sabonis is averaging 9-5 and five in his second season. Coming off the bench, too. Coming off the bench. And obviously, Paul George is still a top three two-way guard in the, in the NBA, 36. led the league in steals this year, averaged 21 points a game, and you just saw against the Jazz, put up 36, can score at any time he wants to. Playoff P. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to get into that in a minute too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think with this NBA playoffs, let's just enjoy it, please, because can we all not remember last year the embarrassment of performances that – even including the NBA Finals, but beforehand we had Cleveland go twelve and one through the Eastern Conference, and the Golden State Warriors go twelve and zero through the Western Conference. Almost went undefeated in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and only lost one game total in the entire playoffs. Sixteen to one. Beat them. Right? Beat best out of five against Cleveland. Could have swept them. Just enjoy this. Let's enjoy it. Second round matchup potentially is Thunder Rockets, uh, and then Spurs Trailblazers or Pelicans. And then in the Eastern Conference, we're seeing, you know, I don't think the Pacers are going to beat the Cavs. I would say Cavs, Raptors, and then Celtics versus 76ers. But I will say this, though, about LeBron James. It is completely obvious to me he's leaving Cleveland because he leaves the same breadcrumbs 
every single time he's about to leave somewhere. Every time. Going all the way back to the first time he left Cleveland, go to Miami. His team struggle in the playoffs. There's the narrative, this is the year that they're going to not make the finals, which you have not heard over the previous three or four seasons, even though I still think he's going to make it. And his team is not that good. He knows he's getting older. That's why I think this is LeBron James. He put up 24, 12, and 12 in a game. They got beat by 18 and were completely dominated. He didn't look like he tried at all, in my opinion. Yeah. That's why, again, it's it's one of those, like Sugat said, I'm not trying to take his thing because I would never take anything Sugat says seriously, but... When it comes to LeBron James, though, he, that was a meaningless triple-double. He can get a triple-double in his sleep. I don't think the stats show or indicate his effect on games like they were in the previous season when he dominates the Eastern Conference throughout the playoffs. I don't see that this year. and I didn't see that the year of 2013-2014, that summer when Miami played Spurs and got thraxed by five games. He left the same breadcrumbs. Same thing when he, with Cleveland as well when they got beat by Boston. That's why I think LeBron James is going to leave. And no matter if they make the playoffs or not, uh, barring winning the title, which I do not see happening, I think there's too many good Western Conference teams. I think the Rockets and Warriors would both beat them in five games. Fully healthy. I honestly think there's about six teams in the West that could beat them. I think the Jazz, if they were fully healthy, I think they could beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, if that's if they get that far, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me your thoughts on the Cavs. Uh, like you said, just the breadcrumbs. You can just tell how he plays in the last few games. Like you can correlate it to the Boston game, his last game. Like he tried really hard, but he's kind of like you could tell. Like especially in the Heat games too. Uh, like he'll just start passing the ball to his teammates really hard. He'll take possessions off. And there was a couple of possessions last game. Uh, he was guarding Lance Stevenson, and Lance Stevenson was sitting in the corner, and then LeBron is about three or four feet off of him, and LeBron just kind of stood there wanting him to take the shot, maybe because he wanted Lance to shoot, but. I mean, it just kind of looks like he takes possessions off on defense, which some people do. The stats don't lie. He was ranked 400th in deficient, uh, efficiency stats yeah. this year. He doesn't try on defense this year. That's why he's one of these the, offensive numbers. The worst, top, up in the worst in the NBA. Okay? He is leaving breadcrumbs. He's going to go to another team and another organization after this season. <coughs> is he going to your Lakers? Um, Will Kane is is saying that if you don't think he's going to 76ers, I, I don't know what you're crazy, and I don't understand why he thinks that when they have LeBron James 2.0, but he, he's better than LeBron was when he was LeBron's age. He's 19 years old. Ben Simmons is better than LeBron was. LeBron put up 20 a game, and I understand that Ben Simmons has a better team than LeBron did when he first started at Cleveland, but I'm talking about his ability to play defense. He's elite on the defensive end, and his passing is bar none. I'm not saying LeBron's. Like I said last week, it's I don't kind know. Of Magic I, I don't Johnson-esque. want to say. Yeah, and I think it's just his control in the game. I thought I thought LeBron was a little more out of control his first season. Still put up 20 and eight. He's more controlled, balanced game throughout the game. And yeah, I know he don't have a jump shot. LeBron was a better shooter, and he was even trash at shooting uh, yeah, his first couple of seasons in his uh, career. But. I just like the way Ben Simmons, plus I think his development's going to be better because he's not asked to do everything like LeBron was. He just can do everything because they got Joel Embiid, because they got J.J. Redick putting up 28. They got Marco Bellinelli putting up 25. I mean, if Markel Foltz putting up six and uh, four and six uh, in the game that I would think he would even be in a playoff game the way he started off the season. So thoughts on the 76ers this year. I mean, uh, starting off against the Heat, they play again tonight. 
Do you think this team is really a, a legitimate contender to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? I think when they get Joel Embiid back. And, if and he's, he's sitting. I think they're going to sit him as long as they keep winning. Yeah, yeah, as long as they keep winning. And if they could beat the Heat and then he can come back, maybe not wear the mask, which I think he will anyway. But uh, You see Jonathan. Yeah, just please, not the Lakers. Please, do you mind, Rome? <laughs> please. But okay? I mean, I, honestly, I think they're the most talented and the most complete team really in in the East, If uh, especially if Cleveland gets through Indiana and then they go and play Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Toronto's straight scared of LeBron. I don't know what it is. They can't. Nobody can guard him in the first place. And then if LeBron really does turn on and actually wants to play defense, they're a diff- they're a little bit of a different team. But they're yeah. still they, most of them still can't play defense because they're starting point guards. Jose Calderon. Uh, but I think, like I said, Ben Simmons, can, all those guys, young guys, can play defense. They all play well together, and they just don't just jack up random shots. They're all, they're all calculated, and Ben Simmons runs the offense very well. And then if you have Markel Fultz just coming off the bench right now who's playing great, by the way, and has got his jump shot back and doesn't have the yips. Uh, we don't like to say that word here, but uh, doesn't No, have but to- I, have you ever seen anything in your life? Like that? No, never. I mean, Because it, his going, I'm, I'm talking four months removed from him putting up 25 a game at Washington and was a 37% three-point shooter to he couldn't even shoot wide-open free throws and, in practice. And, and 88% free throw shooter as well. Unbelievable. And they're saying it was an injury. But then I think a lot of it was in his and head, they, especially they, the first they, games when he started airballing. I think his new shot or shooting coach or something like uh, change, like made him start like double clutching the ball or something, changed his form. Would, his yeah, that is dumb. That doesn't make double any clutch. sense. Whoever, whoever did that should be fired. Right. As a guy that loves shooting the basketball and pride but, himself I mean, on being Jimmer Jr. and Ray Allen Jr., I would consider that disrespectful. A double clutch in anything just, is never going to work. Just imagine like an 18-year-old, you're coming out of college, and or 19-year-old I should say, and the national media is all over you. You don't know how to shoot. You don't know how to play the game anymore. Yeah. Your first round pick. I mean, all the attention's on you all of a sudden, and then like you can't do any of these things, the things you love, and you might not know, not, might not be able to play basketball again just because you're so messed up in the head. And the funny thing is, if you looked at him during the season, he was, uh, I mean, he was happy and uh, on the sidelines and things like that, laughing and and smiling with all of his teammates on the sideline, which I thought was pretty cool. So the, the seventy six was impressive, mature. like him except for Illy and Marco. Marco Bellinelli off the bench is, is Rome. great. Valachunas playing better. Key for Raptors. Okay, two things. No one believes in the Raptors except <laughs> you, Jonathan Rome. So please uh, don't even. I'm not even going to waste my breath because they play Cleveland next round. And it's not happening against LeBron. They are the Hawks. That's if Cleveland beats. They're the Indiana. Hawks. Yeah. Second. I understand that you have a lack of respect for people that have quit on the organization, even though the organization has a terrible team, a.k.a. the Hawks. But Ila Sova had 14 rebounds and 17 points, and Marco had 25 points. You can't hate on that off the bench. That's the best bench in the NBA right now. I, I know agree. I can't stand looking at Ilya Silva's face. He looks like a Eddie the Monster, <laughs> an older version of Eddie Monster. That's what Eddie Monster would look like as the, when he grew up in his teenage years. And Marco looks like a whiny, and I don't want to say the word. He looks like he is a typical European player that whines about everything that's not tough. Outside of Manu Ginobili, name me another European player. Manu's Argentinian, though. Yeah, but I, like a foreign player. Okay, international that's player. international player that has this, you know, we give him all stereotype. Ben Simmons. Okay, I'm talking about the ones that look like a stereotypical <laughs> European player like Manu Ginobili. Well, Kristaps is tough, though. Is he? Yeah, he's pretty he's Outside tough Outside of guy. Manu, I don't think there's any European. Paul Gasol. I mean, so Paul That's was. Con- I, no, no, I'm not saying that, but it, early in his career, he was considered soft. 
That's what Art, I'm saying. I'm Marcus talking about Saul the soft, whiny face yeah. look that they have. These European players get known for. Marcus Gasol does whine a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but still, both the Powell and Marcus Gasol. I would I put them in there with Manu. I'll give them three. Uh, Luis Scola. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that's I think one Kevin of the Durant toughest individuals. He was one of the toughest guys to guard in the league when he was playing. <laughs> Luis Scola. He's the ugly. He has your shot. Nowitzki. Yeah, uh, exactly. I would say Nowitzki. Yeah. Hope they get Shins. Nowitzki. 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 I, it's Nowitzki. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, something like that. You say Nowitzki? I don't know. It's German. It's a V, right? It makes the V sound. W. Nowitzki. No, nah, it ain't Vitzki, bro. You tripping? Okay, we're talking to some basketball so, IQ person over here. Dub is, is he? You're like the one that says a W. You call it Dub, don't you? No. So if you call it Dub, <laughs> you're gonna think Nowitzki is Nowitzki. Well, he's German, huh? He's German. I understand that, but the Vitsky part is a B, isn't it? Like a B. Thrift. I know, but I'm saying the V part comes from a, a silent I B. I don't know German. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on oh from German class. Uh, Wendell 2.0. Uh, from that now to the Western Conference and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I love Paul George. I take. You're just saying that because you want him to come to LA. I love Paul George. And Steven Adams is my favorite big man in the league because he's the strongest big man in the league. Oh. And when you throw it to why, him, he's going to catch. There you go. Not whiny guy. <laughs> yeah, whining him. <laughs> You see yeah. how big he is? <laughs> yeah. And he's in a family of 19 seven-footers. Yeah. There's 19 I brothers and sisters. I think he said sisters. he's one of the shortest people in the yes. family. Yes. That includes sisters. Seven feet. Just think how big that family is. It's a giant. <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I watched Andre the Giant. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan. I watched that this yeah, past weekend. Bill yeah. Simmons helped uh, write it. Yeah, really Produce good. Yeah. Really good. And, and it shows, though, that that's the society we live in. Um that we we just stereotype everyone and because of television. Television is the main reason that uh, people like Andre the Giant get a rap for being scary when he's probably got the kindest heart that, that many people said they ever met. Being that big and that ferocious at seven five, seven six, his face is enormous, everything's just big and he's nice as can be. You would right. think he would be a monster, but he's not. But right. just a uh, stick. Yeah. Moving on from that uh, to what was I just talking about? Oh, the Thunder. I love Paul George. I love Stephen Adams, but I can't. I cannot tell you as a person, as a basketball aficionado, as a person that loves moving the ball, what love watching Spurs basketball, motion offense, always. You know, the what is it? The good shot for the best shot. I forgot what their motto is. Like it's on the top of my head. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch the Thunder and play, and it's just. Yes, he gets a triple-double. Yeah, you put up 25 and 13. But he has to have the basketball that much in his hands takes away from the ability and greatness of Paul George. He can be a playmaker as well. If they have some type of offense, some type of rhythm that goes with all their talents instead of just making Carmelo Anthony a jump shooter. Iso ball. I mean, it is. I don't like watching it. And I, they're going to beat the Jazz, but this is why they're going to get blown out by the Rockets again. Because that basketball is not going to translate good with the free-flowing basketball of the Spurs, Rockets, Warriors, the teams that win basketball games. So, I, again, with the Thunder, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. You know, Westbrook versus Harden, Paul, you know, George versus Chris Paul. But I can't buy into their offense, bro. Watching it again. And Donovan Mitchell is a stud. 
And if he didn't come out when he sprained his ankle, and thank God. It would have been but, a different game. I think uh, for that a little bit of time when he came back, I think uh, – or when he was out, I think it would have changed if he was in the game. Or if it, just a few minutes. Because, I mean, he's such a good defender as well. He's, you know, Rick Patino's defense, so. Uh, but, yeah. You said Rick Patino? Yeah, like good defense. He's a good defensive coach. Yeah, spot I don't want him as my coach or anything, though. Why? Just don't. We're not getting into that again. Come on, man. You didn't want Green. If, if we're being honest. I wanted Tom Green. You did not want Tom Green. Yes, I did. I mean, I wanted Mata, but I mean, we got Tom Yeah, but you told me two years ago or a year ago when he got fired from Indiana or was getting fired, you were like, I don't want Tom Green. I never said that. You never wanted Tom Green. I was like, look where you came as long from. As Mark Fox and Bruce, Dennis Feldman. As long as we get the cheater Bruce Pearl, it's fine. When, you know, after Auburn, he gets fired from Speaking Auburn. of which, Auburn basketball has three people have transferred. D.A. Sean Murray, uh, they're leading uh, their power forward to put up 10-6 this year as a junior. He's transferring or going to the he NBA the draft. Are coming. Davion Mitchell, transferring freshman. And then we have Mustafa Aaron and Jared Harper all have their name. And Wiley have their name in the draft. They just haven't got an agent yet. Uh, Brown is coming back. So is Chumo Kiki. But, and, and Anthony they Malcolm Moore. They're going to be decent, they but I just cannot coming. believe these, pe- these players are transferring. Like, why? They know what's coming. He got a vote of confidence from the AD. He's not getting fired. Yeah, we've we've heard a lot of things from multiple ads. And, and all you really think he cheated? Yeah, he cheated. He brought players to a barbecue. Wow, Wendell! <laughs> wow, that is unreal. You hold that over his head, but you won't say nothing. How like sleazy Kirby Smart is when he's recruiting. We all know how. He's one of those that badmouths other programs. No, he, he can't. Doesn't. He can't just sell his own program. He's a badmouther. There's no doubt. If you had to tell me the tw- like. Five of the twelve coaches or fourteen coaches in the SEC who badmouth other programs to get their own like to recruit. No, we do it a clean, it's, it's, a clean and ethical way. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's Mark Rick. And then you hired a guy that didn't want to do it the Mark Rick way, which is why you've gotten all these recruits, which is be more competitive. And look how many like you're about to be number one overall recruiting class two years in a row, and that's unheard of at this in the University of Georgia. I don't know how much talent's in the state of Georgia. I understand that. But you can't mask under that you can just for only so long. Auburn fans you place. can only mask under the, the talent in Georgia for so long before people start asking questions like, what's going on? Well, I mean, if you look at the, the people who get drafted the most and which state they come from, they come from Georgia. No, I agree. And, and Roman says, shut your false mouth, thrift. Uh, no, not trouble in paradise, J. Rome. What there's trouble in is trouble in Athens. And I just love how he is coming like at Bruce Pearl. You're just Listen, speculating. He's coming at Bruce Pearl's neck right now. Cause I'm, not doing, I'm just pointing out facts. No, here. you. He, first off, the fact that he got in trouble in a show clause. Not only did he get fired, they gave him a five-year show clause not to coach in the NCA because of having Aaron Kraft at a barbecue. Aaron Kraft that never averaged more than nine points a game at he Ohio knows, State. He knows the rules. And was the biggest hack on defense. And I used to hate Dan Dockage all the time being, oh, my God, I love Aaron Kraft. Aaron Kraft, what a great defender. Look at the effort from this kid. Like, Dockage, it's obvious you like the white kid that tries hard. <laughs> like, jeez, like, please move on. And that's what you're holding over his head. A barbecue with Aaron Kraft. And you have nothing to say for yourself. And <laughs> J-Rome doesn't either about what's going on in Athens right now with Kirby. It can't happen, Wendell. can't happen. Just a great program everybody wants to be with. I just don't want no one so hard to understand about that. You're just jealous. Stephen A. Smith, a mitigated goal of the week, coming up next when we get back from break, as well as 
Slugfest, uh, maybe a quick thought with uh, Wendell. We'll see if he can come up with one in eight minutes. We'll see how good his brain is. Yeah. And, of course, as always, um, your questions and your comments. And we're taking them right now from J-Rome. There's other people watching on Facebook Live. Leave a comment below or call in at 706-507-8617. This is Drop the Gloves here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar uh, Radio. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the program here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. And as Jonathan Rome is roasting us in our music, can you do you mind, J. Rome? I mean, music never gets old. We so. already introduced our guest. Yeah, and then I, I did that at the beginning of the show, Audrey, but it wasn't on Facebook Live. But she's joining us now, and she's going to be joining us for Slugfest. That's your mic right there. Um, and what else was I going to say? Because I'm sitting here trying to focus on J. Rome. Thank you, J. Rome. Crapping on. And then, yeah, and off air, this happens all the time. Uh, The amount of disrespect that comes from Wendell's mouth for the University of Auburn program, Auburn University program. I can't even, I always get that wrong. University of Auburn. If Dr. Slade was here, you better watch out. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a different level to fanship. (laughs) And I'm not one of them. (laughs) But I know what you mean. Auburn University, um, he... I think it's almost jealousy factor because Auburn fans have endured two jealousy. national championship runs, and he just experienced one it. One off the it, back of two miracles. That's fine. <laughs> no, and he just experienced it now at 21 years old. That's fine. And he's aggravated that he still hasn't have that illustrious title that just, as a fan, and if you pride yourself on being a fan as the train's going by, you and J-Rome, you can attest to this. Um, let her talk, Mike Hogg. J Rome, you're about to get blocked. You're about to get blocked immediately. What was I just talking about? Come on, oh, man. Oh, national champion. My bad. No, it's because I'm turning J Rome and I'm making sure there's other people commenting outside of Jonathan Rome and there's not. Uh, national championship. As a fan, every fan should experience it, especially with a pro or college team. And I'm guessing you have it. I mean, I have with the Cubs. The Cubs, now. <laughs> are, you like, are you a baseball fan? Kind of. I don't, I don't watch like Braves. Nothing too much now. Nothing it's too, too much. It's too long. Yeah, you're the same with After me. Five endings, I'm done. Yeah, done. attention span. I have fan. a reason why I'm a Cubs. I'm not just like a Cubs fan because it's like a bandwagon thing. No, it is yeah. a bandwagon no, thing. No, it's oh, come on. I've been a fan my entire life. Come on now. Uh, but we're gonna be doing Slugfest. But first is Stephen A. Smith unmitigated uh gall of the week, and in my opinion, it, it goes to Greg Popovich. Oh, come on. Now, he's just hes just tired of the media. He's tired of you asking stupid questions, Thrift. I'll give him the question about Danny Green. That was a stupid question. And that reporter should be held accountable for it, and, and he should get a response that Popovich gave him. But outside of that, though, he knows questions have to be asked for the game, so just answer the questions and move on. Not every time does it have to be a joke. Um, I, I do enjoy it sometimes, but then other times I'm like, it gets old after a while. 
uh, and it's predictable. That was his thing is he didn't want to say predictable. You, you want, he didn't want you to know what he was about to say. It'd be a one-word answer, a long answer. Now it's getting predictable. So I'm, I'm in a mitigated goal of the week goes to Popovich. Um, and the entire San Antonio Spurs, because when he's asked about Kawhi Leonard, he had to throw that barb in there, go ask his guys, his group, yeah, when he's coming that, yeah. back. Um, and then Kawhi doesn't trust the Spurs organization that it's always been fair to its, its athletes, including Tim Duncan, David Robinson. So I, I, unmitigated goal of the week is the Spurs because I don't expect this. And it's not like it's a major ordeal. Actually, it, it pretty is a major ordeal it when it comes a, to the Spurs. The Lakers, yeah, it wouldn't be a big ordeal because just Norman the Lakers. But for the Spurs, you don't expect this. It's like the same thing with the Patriots turmoil that's going on right now with Belichick and the players going out against him. Grant not showing up at, at, at training camp. Brady not showing up. Why is this happening? I think players are starting to realize how much of a voice they have and these authoritative figures that's like Popovich, that's like a Belichick. I think their time has come. I think it's it's time to move on. To more like Mike D'Antoni's and the Steve opt- Kerr's. Optimistic side, and you're just kind of hoping they kind of go on and move. Just, yeah, yeah. The- well, I like Popovich. I'm I'm fine with him, but Belichick. Yes, as a Falcons fan, you should feel the They're same end way. Up drafting like Lamar Jackson or something, and will win three more Super Bowls or something like that. But I mean, I don't mind Pop. I just wish he'd embrace it more. Like he just admits that he is that you know the A word. Just kind of like him being that, and just kind of being a mean person, and then yeah. just not being a joy to talk to. And he's the only per the only person that really we allowed to talk to him was Craig Sager, and uh, it just it just kind of shows that he's just kind of fed up with everything and how. And I really think the Kawhi thing has gotten to him, like he said today in his his press conference or his interview of like just go ask his guys. And I think he's just kind of tired of it. And he just kind of wants to coach basketball, and not have to deal with all the. Um, the peripherals of everything, I guess that's the word. Yeah. And um, just just pretty much that. He just wants to coach basketball, and that's pretty much it. He doesn't want to have to do the other things. He has to do the extracurricular things. Well, there's a problem, too, and this is what I, my theory, that Kawhi Leonard, as Jay Rome said, mute doesn't want, he calls Kawhi Leonard mute, <laughs> uh, doesn't want to be <laughs> doesn't want to be a spur, which I completely agree with. And he's having an identity crisis because the uh, – the, Mantra around him that most media members are putting the story around him is that he's quiet and he's boring, and he doesn't like that, and he's following the Spurs' he's way. He's a robot. No, he doesn't want to have that mind. He doesn't want to have that around him when people think of Kawhi Leonard. So when he's having an identity crisis, San Antonio is not the place to expand your brand by no means. And it, because look at Tim Duncan, look at Tony, look at Manu. And I think it's interesting because especially this upcoming year when he's a free agent, uh, he he's eligible for that supermax deal, which is what forty two million dollars a year, two hundred forty million dollars. Unbelievable, something like that. Right, um, and that and that that's been in place just for teams like these smaller market teams like San Antonio to keep these big name guys in their market. And now it's just kind of looking like he'll just kind of go wherever he wants to get a to get a deal. And if that's just twenty twenty five million, maybe thirty million dollars a year, I don't think he really cares about money. Uh, just simply because when he got signed a ninety million dollar contract, he kept his ninety seven Tahoe he had from high school. Uh, cool story, but uh, who's this again? Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. He kept his ninety after he signed a ninety-five million dollar contract. Yeah. But anyway, uh, which I think that'll be the most interesting thing in the offseason to see what he does, just because of the supermax deal. And if he doesn't take that, which I don't know if I I don't care what team I'm on, I might. I think I'm just going to take the two hundred forty million and call it a day. We're going to move on from that into Slugfest. Uh, we have about twenty-one minutes. I do left. have a quick thought though. If- yeah, you know if you do. 
You want to do? No, we. we I'm just gonna ask. No, you, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do the quick thought. I'll, five minutes. Give me five minutes of a good quick thought. It's gonna be a few minutes. Sorry, I just got a couple of questions for you. All Guys, right, so, hold on. Leave a comment. For Andre as well. Please leave a comment below or call in at 706-507-8617. This is Drop the Gloves here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. You can follow the station on Snapchat at WCUG Music. Also check us out on Facebook and SoundCloud at 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. Same thing with iTunes. Just type in 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio and you'll find Drop the Gloves immediately following the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Here is Quick Thought brought to you by iTunes. <laughs> we can't really have no sponsors, but go ahead. All right, so my question for both of you uh, is, uh, so if I got to take a test, or if I had to take a test a year from now and I had all year to study, yeah. do you think I, I should be able to pass that with flying colors? Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Okay, so do you think if I have a year to take a test, I have a year from today to take this test, and I have all year to study. Do you think I should make a hundred on it or at least an A and ninety five or above? You should be fairly well off. So how is playing. Ben Simmons a rookie? He's not a rookie. He's got to stay with an organization, how a team travels, learn how to team works in the NBA. He I should, agree. He's not he should not be considered a rookie just because he he didn't play a game or he didn't step on the court. He should not be eligible for rookie of the year. Same thing with Blake Griffin Blake Griffin yes. when he was with the Clippers. Exactly. Uh, Joel Embiid. Same thing helps. with Joel Embiid. Yes. Um, I completely agree with you. I'm going to save it a little bit because we're going to get the rookie of the yeah, year yeah. when we add Audrey and we start doing slugfest with questions. But I completely agree with you, which is why, again, it, it all determines on what the media's terminology of rookie of the year is. And this is why Ben Simmons is going to win it because they did the same thing with Blake and they did the same thing with uh, Joel Embiid last year. Um, Please leave a comment on the Facebook Live and call in again at 706 507 Eight six one seven, and we are about to do drop. I mean, uh, slugfest here on Drop the Gloves. I'm glad you did that, though. Uh, yeah. Great, great job. Thanks. Proud of you. Thanks. On the fly. Yeah. Nice. Damn, that was Jesus. <laughs> that didn't wake you up. I don't know what did. Oh man. Um. Donovan Mitchell's sweatshirt addressed that. I guess we'll go ahead and do first question. Who is your rookie of the year? If it's not Ben Simmons. It's definitely Donovan Mitchell, just the way he's put uh, Utah over the over the uh, the hump, losing Gordon Hayward, and uh, how he responded from his sprained ankle, broken ankle. I don't know what he has, a strained ankle, uh, just from yesterday, and how he plays, how tough he plays, great defender, and he knows the game super well. How about you, Audrey. I chose Donovan Mitchell as well. Donovan Mitchell, why? Why? Well, personally, I feel like he's a great overall player. Even play on the field, he's not just offense. Yep. You know? So I feel like, oh, he's well rounded. He able to shoot the ball. He able to guard. He able to even uh, assist. You know, get some assists by you know passing it to other players. Right. Stuff, so. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, and that's why I would go Donovan Mitchell as well. He reminds me of a better shooting version of uh, Russell Westbrook, and he's very athletic. Um, I don't see this player only good, but going up, and I think uh, not a lot of people give a credit to um, the coach at Utah. And I slip it off the top of my head. Quinn, um, Quinn Snyder, a former Duke prodigy, former Missouri coach. He has done an excellent job at Utah since his time there. Won 50 games last year. What took him to the second round with Gordon Hayward. Loses Gordon Hayward and George Hill this year and wins 48 games. And is going to, I think, going to win two or at least two games against the Thunder in their series before they lose. I only see this team getting better and bigger and faster 
um, over the next coming years. And I again, I think Quinn Cook. I mean, Quinn Snyder. Keep going, Quinn Cook is a tactician of a coach. So, and by the way, there's nothing I have against Ben Simmons. He's just not a rookie. They're, they're, Great player. We, again, the hatred we hear in your voice. We know. <laughs> coach of the year. I think it's pretty unanimous. It's got to be Mike D'Antoni. Ooh, I don't think so. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think it's Brad Stevens is not even close just because of the two people they lost you know during what? the year. You just convinced me. And Jalen right. Brown. Because who won coach of the year Brown, last Jason year? Tatum. Who won the coach of the year last year? Well, it was Dan Mike. Yeah, it was okay, so you know what? I don't want him to win. I thought he didn't win last year. My bad. You're right. I'm going Brad Stevens because that was going to be my number two choice for the exact reason, but go ahead. He's mini pop. Uh, he, he basically can swing a series just because how smart he is. Brad Stevens. I think yes. you call him Brett because Brett's from the Spurs too. But, but I mean, just – Looking at Jason Tatum and the way he played, uh, was it two days ago against the Bucks, or it might have been yesterday? I can't remember. Uh, and just how he's groomed these young guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and not having Kyrie Irving, not the rest of the playoffs, and not having Gordon Hayward probably might even be the best player on the team the entire season. Uh, it just kind of goes to show you how smart he is and how great of a coach he is, and uh, how much better of a coach he is than everybody in the East, and how he just shows up Ty Lue and people like that, and maybe not Dwayne Casey or Brett Brown, but definitely uh, Brad Stevens for sure. What about you? You don't have a coach of the year. No. Uh, I would say Brad Stevens. Dad Stevens. <laughs> he does look like a typical American dad, a thirty-five year old. Got two kids, one daughter, one wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, no some, doubt. Um, some khaki shorts. Who would I say? Out if I wasn't going to give it to Brad, I guess I would throw Brett Brown in there. Yeah, if, I mean, just the way Ben Simmons has played this year, and him, and getting Markel Fultz back in the back in the mix, I wouldn't be too. Um, be too upset with that pick, but I think Brad Stevens by far is the best coach in the league, other than Popovich right now. MVP. I mean, you can make all the points you want about how great his stats look this year, and he was best of, of himself in 15 years of playing in the league, and all this, LeBron this and that. Hater. Crap, 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 LeBron crap, crap, hater. crap, crap. That's all I'm hearing. I mean, crap, 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 crap. If Kobe, crap, if Kobe crap, had this season, you know you'd be all over Kobe. Kobe's 15th year, he put up 26 points a game. Uh, he played please. 15 years. He played like 11 with all the injuries he's had, which LeBron's never First had, season so. was uh, 97, 98, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, he tore his Achilles. He put up close to 26, 27 points a game the year he had Dwight and led them to 45 wins when they were below 500 the entire season. That's the same year they fire Mike Brown six games into the season and hire Mike D'Antoni with Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard. Completely tore up. I cannot I'll forever hold accountable. Jim Buss was the worst owner in sports, and he was a disgrace to his great father, daughter Jerry Buss. And it should never be allowed to go to any type of basketball game ever for ruining the career along with Mitch Kupchak of Kobe Bryant. Thank you for starting that with me, but he did I mean, put Kobe's up. The one that he did put money. up good. Uh, he did put up great numbers and still was a top five, top six player in the league in his fifteenth season. So spare well, me with LeBron when stats. When you're put on the back of a six man of the year and Lamar Odom, and, and you just put put on the back of a guy that did crack. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, you you are really being disrespectful right now. Lamar Odom. And remember, Lamar Odom was like one of the best players. He in the was. Hey, 
Lamar Odom was Draymond Green before Draymond Green. By far one of the best stretch power forwards of his time period. Evolution to the game of stretch four, which we, they're all stretch four now because of him. And then he did but crack. The fact that you called him, yeah. And that has to do again with a... Uh, was that? Oh, yeah, Kardashian. Yeah, that's why to say that was uh, the Kardashians. I, I completely Rest agree. Rest in peace, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> wow. Wow, Wendell. Uh, but MVP has to go to James Harden, in my opinion. Best totally record, agree. and he put up 31-8. and eight. I know he had 31-8-5, less assists this year, less rebounds. I don't care. He was by far the most unguardable player in the too. game right now um, and Boom, playing at elite dessert. level, and he, plus he had the best record, and they always give it to the best record in the NBA. That has to be James Harden. Uh, James Harden again. Like I said, he should have won last year. He had almost identically the same stat, like point three less rebounds than Russ last year. Oh my! Almost averaging a triple double, and he took four hundred less shots and far more efficient. than Jay Rome. Okay, let's. He he can't stand it, and neither can you. I mean, the the bench warmer uh, comments with Kobe. Okay, first off, uh, let's look how triggered he is about these Kobe comments. No, because I. I want to. I'm glad he brings it up because there's a lot of people that think like this, and I want to nip that in the bud. If you're going to argue Kobe versus LeBron, which I'm not saying LeBron has not had a better career, but you can't come at me with LeBron started his whole career. Kobe came off the bench, and it's not going to work with me. Look where Kobe came in in his career. First off, he was drafted number 13 overall, and he was traded. Yes, Jerry West thought he was going to be great, but he wasn't put up and hyped up the way LeBron was. There was no way LeBron James was not starting. Second off, LeBron James was on a team that traded away Carlos Boozer and traded away all their great players to literally get the number one overall pick. So he had to start. It was by default. <laughs> LeBron, Kobe to the Lakers, he's on a team that just signed Shaq, just won 60 games with Dell Harris, <clears throat> still has uh, the great Nick Van Axel. Uh, spare me again. I mean, if you just spare type in Kobe on, if you just type in he Kobe put up Brown seven in his first year, he put up 15 his second year, 19 his third year. 22 his fourth year, and then it went up to 28, and that's when he was elite. I mean, if you, the first thing you year. see on Google when you type in Kobe Bryant, it's just a bunch of articles that say Kobe Bryant overrated. I mean, I can show you right now. I, if, look, look. He could be overrated. No, I understand that. He could be overrated, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It seems like every time, because they ask this question, like like Charles brought it up the other day, why do people keep leaving out Kobe Bryant when we talk about the greatness? Well, all of a sudden, he's we just not the best. We all just so, all already assume that LeBron. One of one of the best. He's one of the best, but he already assumed better than LeBron, and I am I, I am baffled. He's barely in the top ten. He Wendell. He's starting in the five. top ten off top. He's in the top, first off, in my opinion, he's five. in the top three. He's in the top three, in my opinion, because I don't like adding guards and bigs in the same – I like having two different uh So if you had lists. a starting five team, Kobe Bryant would play the shooting guard. Well, I guess Michael would. But. I mean, yeah, it's hard because he has to compete with Michael, which LeBron's competing with Larry Bird. And Dr. Oh, J. God, no, oh, okay. past Larry Bird. No, no, I'm saying that's who he's competing with. Of course okay. he's past him. Okay. Kobe's competing with his position with Michael Jordan. But again, in my opinion, we're talking about greatness that is Kobe Bryant, that players who have now retired and played in both of LeBron's era and Kobe's era say Kobe Bryant is a killer. Do not disrespect Kobe. Kobe's still better than LeBron. These are players saying this. All right, Jay. Steven Jackson's coming out saying this. Jim Jackson, former great of the uh, Dallas Mavericks and the San Antonio, I mean, Sacramento Kings. These guys are coming out saying, hold up now. You can't just pass by what Kobe Bryant. Same thing with Kenny. Same thing with Chuck. Same thing with Shaq. And then you, and you LeBron fans, can't stand it, a.k.a. J-Rome. Okay, I will not let him slander Kobe's shoe. I actually like Kobe's shoe. 
ugly knockiest shoe of all time. Your opinion, he's number one. He's not number one. Number one is is, is Michael. I used to say LeBron's above him, but I got tied. LeBron and Mike, LeBron and Kobe are tied for second, and then you can go the rest of the list. But Michael's number one because if he doesn't retire, he has seven, eight rings, and then you're not. And, and if he wins eight in a row, we already got him a godlike figure now. Just think if he won eight consecutive NBA rings, getting carried by other teammates. Correct. <coughs> yeah, whoever who, who just came out and said that crap, Clyde Drexler. <laughs> if you're coming out in that era and you are uh, oh, blasting. That's my Stephen A. Someone Smith. Someone left to get carried to a championship. Uh, yeah, he had to leave to go to Akeem Olajuwon and let him carry him to an uh, NBA and ring. And Michael leaving that year as well. Those two years. <laughs> Clyde Drexler, you have no, Rome's, no business in talking. Jay Rome said, Jim Jackson, get out of here. His opinion is trash. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jay Rome. What's your deal? Why you ain't no Jim Jackson? Uh, MVP, James Harden. Okay, so we all have James Harden. It's a, it's a, if it's not unanimous, then I don't know. Maybe LeBron's going to get a few votes, but LeBron. Yeah, uh, moving on from that until who is going to be our champion from the playoffs starting right now? I said Cleveland Golden State. I'm going to continue saying Cleveland Golden State. I think I'm just going to write it out as well. I think it. I'm just going to put it on the back of LeBron James and the fact that he's going to somehow get there some way and just so, like. Permit or put in his legacy that he carried this team like he did in 07 against the Spurs to get to the championship and beat the Pistons that that year. Yeah, I think they beat the Pistons. I want the Rockets in Golden State. Rockets. Yeah, just because I feel like I Harden needed. Well, I feel like he just the way he more. played last and year. And the yeah, same with Chris more. Paul, right? So, um, there's our champions. But for the last seven minutes of the show, I want to talk about sports broadcasters. And we'll talk about people that are mentors to Wendell Barfield as he's grown up and wanting to go into sports broadcasting. As me, I consider him like how I grew up. Uh, guys that love watching sports radio, uh, listening to sports radio, watching Sports Center 24-7, watching Fox Sports, uh, so on and so forth. So we grew up listening to Jim Rome is Burning, watching Jim Rome is Burning. Um, I was never a huge fan of, of that clown because, A.K., he is a clown. He's making $15 million a year. $50 million a year. 50, not, maybe not that much a year. But Go look it up right now. Close to 50 Between 35 to $50 million. a year, but like look it up. No, look it up, brother. I promise you, it is baffling. It's baffling. Come and be back with me with the stats. Let me finish. Um, and I, I just, it's hard for me to think that this man is still on the radio like Mike Francesca. He's not on the, he left this year. He just retired. I know, but I'm saying that the fact he was still in 2017 had a radio show that lasted five hours. It is unbelievable. I think there is a change in the way we do sports radio, and it's to be like Dan Lebitard, well, the more entertainment factor. $268 million over 20 years. Like I said. God, what is that per year? Tw- close to $21 million per year, and it's back heavy at the end. $20 million. Wendell. $20 million a year to talk sports. $13.4 million And you hear how he year. talks. When he was talking today, he was literally bragging about how privileged and rich he is because he's at a restaurant that only rich people go to named Javier's in L.A., and he's talking about how he had an experience of a lifetime because he met his friend and colleague, he's or former colleague, paid, Andy Reid. He's the <laughs> highest paid, and it's not even close. Why is this clown still on the air? Let new talent come in. Please. Hey, Skip Bayless, 
No, no. All right. We don't talk about other men's money. That's yeah. all right, though. Yeah, we're, we're stopping. We're not, we're not going to go into too much detail with that. But uh, you do agree with me, though. Like, Jim Rome. No, Fran- that's insane. Yeah. Francesca. Uh, t- Francesca was getting 10, 15 mil to t- host a five-hour radio show. And it, I think two to three hours I is perfect. I think Francesca is actually entertaining, though. So you thought Chris Mad Dog Russo is entertaining? Well, he's just crazy, but I mean, Francesca. Listen, has- guys, I'll tell you what. I, I'm telling you, I don't know how the Yankees are not going to win. How can you listen to anyone that talks like that? With a scratchy like voice? God, like baseball, I stand Mad I Dog. Fra- I mean, Francesca has his, has his, uh, his sources, so I think that's why it's a good reason to listen to him. You know why I cannot stand them? It's because they take themselves too seriously. Because in the grand scheme of things, what are they doing? Talking sports that in real life... Does not matter. See, Sports Russo is an is escape from real life. Okay? And these guys think that they matter. That they actually, their opinions about sports are defining and a matter to people. Just a bunch of blog boys. It is. That's all it is. And I cannot stand people, uh, unlike Levitard, who do not take themselves too serious. Because you're just a sports broadcaster. And I'm guessing when you get paid $20 million, you can think however you want because you're getting $20 million. But Jim Rome. If you're still listening to this man and take his opinions uh, for certain, just like Colin Cowherd, how much is he getting? I don't like throwing money. I think money. it's like $2 million a year, I'm pretty sure. Only two? I can look. Hold on. That's still a lot, though. And it's more than what he was getting. And Because uh, I swear that would be close to five to six. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's make a ton of money. Makes no sense. Yeah, and Colin, as uh, Russo was hilarious, Kyle Zoomson said, the funny part they think they know everything, and then when they're wrong, it kills them. Yes, and they never want to admit when they're wrong either. That's why I cannot stand people. They take their job, if you're in sports broadcasting, too seriously. I can't. So Well, whenever you're making $30 million a year, I'm, I don't want to hear a word out of you. When I'm making $30 million, I'm hoping I'm enlightening people about life, not enlightening people about... <laughs> <laughs> Not enlightening people about Yankees baseball and if Aaron Boone had the right bullpen adjustment and hearing Mad Dog go off like this and Francesca saying, unbelievable. What what about that clown? I, I, I don't – for five hours? Five hours. He fell asleep at the mic. <laughs> he fell asleep at his own show at the mic. Go look it up on right now. If you're at a Google right now, put it in there. Mike Francesca sleeping on his own show. Caller's talking, and he is asleep at the mic. No respect. That's uh, that's Slugfest, and there is my uh, rant of the day. I just had to throw that in there because it, it's time for the older to go. Like, Berman, he got pushed out. To be fair, he's an older guy. Who? Francesca. I understand, but it's time to go now. He is leaving. I'm, he's leaving. You know, Rome <laughs> needs to go. I, do you not agree, Rome? Jay Rome is fine. J- Jay Rome, Jonathan, or Jim, Jim Rome. Jesus. Jim. Jim Rome. Yeah, Bayless, I agree. He's getting old. I think Stephen A. Smith is getting, he's getting old. It's getting predictable. He's flabbergasted, he unmitigated. LeBron. Oh, I cannot believe this. In the Aquarius of all the instrumental things, a part of the brain that I'm telling you right now, the unmitigated goal that Wendell Barfield would even think that the Philadelphia 76ers would not win the playoffs. I don't know here. basketball. I don't know basketball. And the way he says diction, the way he changes his voice, he's like, are you kidding me? And that is unbelievable. And he hey, can turn it down. Fr- he does it on first take every morning and for three hours. And, and then, then he goes, there's a two-hour radio show. Three-hour radio show. <laughs> does the, and he gets even crazier on the radio, if you believe it. Yeah. 
I think too, five days a week. I think he just literally walks in there and just says what's on the top of his head in his radio show. Like first take, he's planned out. He like I has had meeting to stop my vacation for this. Uh, this is what we're gonna play out to, man in the mirror. Audrey, thank you for joining us. Thank y'all for listening to 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio Facebook Live. Thank y'all for watching. Share the video, like, like the video, um, and leave a comment below. Remember to call in next time at 706-507-8617. Listen, Popovich, look in the mirror. Belichick, look in the mirror. LeBron, look in the mirror. Guys, anybody that I called out today, Jim Rohn, Mike Francesca, please look in the mirror. Bill Simmons, you're one of those two that I'm sorry, Rome. I'm sorry, Wendell. <laughs> he takes himself way too seriously. He just has fun with it. Thank y'all for listening. Enjoy your sports week. We'll be back next Monday. As always, be safe and be easy here on 80.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. I saw us disregard.